He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. Hi, this is Beth Moon. Welcome to the Holiday Moons podcast, where we share our love for the holidays with you year-round. This is Randy, and I will be talking about the spread of trick-or-treating around the world. This is Cole, and I'm going to be talking about where we go, what we look for, and what we do when we walk into a holiday shop. This is Sydney, and I will be talking about how to get your dog ready for pictures, especially seasonal pictures. And we are deep into the season that we love so much of fall and Halloween, and we've actually had some fun, cool weather, even though we're recording this at the beginning of October. We've had some great fall weather where we can walk and leave the windows open, and it's been cool in the morning, so very fun, exactly what we love. I absolutely love commuting this time of year because the leaves are starting to change mm -hmm. color. So you can kind of see them starting to change. The maple trees are all obviously first, so they're changing more. The poison ivy is lovely this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> As it's, it's a, dying. It's nice red color, yep. Obviously, this house, surrounded by pine trees. Right. So maybe not necessarily around our proximity right not we too much of, right yeah changing well i like it because our road that we go to get to our a house is deciduous trees so it is yeah. very pretty along the way so uh, very fun with that and we put out our halloween decorations yesterday i spent time putting those all out and up where we take some of the fall things that'll come back once the halloween stuff is done for the thanksgiving season put them downstairs in boxes and now we have our fun Halloween items up out front and inside. Yeah, I, I really liked outside when I went out to look at it. There, he had a at the bottom of the steps a, um, a welcome mat. mat that said "Welcome Foolish Mortals." No, it said "Welcome Foolish Mortals." From the Haunted Mansion, the the listener will probably know that we love Haunted Mansion from That's what right. we talked about before. I was excited to see I had gotten you three uh, Haunted Mansion gargoyles. Right. And you had positioned those and kind of uh, weighed and tied them down on the railing. Yeah. Um, they look really good. So they look yes. really good out there. Yes, I'm excited to get some candles that I can use remotely on them oh, good, so that yeah. they can light up there. Uh, so I'm still working on that. But yeah, it looks great, I think, to have the Halloween things up. Lots of Haunted Mansion and Disney Halloween things up in the house as well. So many, so many. But <laughs> Haunted Mansion is awesome. And they always have such nice decorations for sale at Disney with the Haunted Mansion theme. Yes. Yes, yes they absolutely yep. That do. sounds like shop talk though, so let's save that for later. <laughs> okay. Holiday shop talk. <laughs> oh yeah, talk. that's yeah. true. And Beth's birthday has been continuing since early September and <laughs> she finally had a chance to, uh, well we finally had a chance to celebrate it with our friends the Andersons. So I thought maybe you might want to talk about what you got from Trish. We don't normally talk about gifts, but this was a homemade one, so and it was fall-related. True. For the last decade or so, Trish and I have been giving each other $25 bills in creative ways. It gets harder and harder to find creative ways to do that. But this year, she made a bowl, basically, from felt. Those of you that know felting, if not, you can Google it. She made the bowl, and then the $25 bills like are rolled up in there and stuff on top. And then she made like pumpkins. She made pumpkins. She made a sunflower. 
a couple different other flowers. She had an apple, a small apple in there and then a larger apple. Yes, and the large apple had a lid. The top of the apple was a lid that opened and closed, and in there were rolled up $1 bills also. And it was the whole thing was just beautiful. And I was amazed at the time and effort she took for that gift. And it was beautiful. She said she's, when she realized she was going to do that, she started watching videos. And it just, you know, when you have to learn something new via video like that, it takes a while. She did an excellent job. Didn't so. sound like she had done it before. At least not on yeah. that scale. Yeah. Yeah. So I she learned Marie a new skill. Yeah, yeah, Marie, her daughter has done it. I think for Trisha, this was a new skill that she was learning as she was doing it. I had to Google felting real quick because I was one of those people who was not familiar. So it's basically right. taking like wool and poking it with the needle and creating shapes out of it. Yeah, like the basket, I, I'm calling it a basket, the bowl, the base. Mm -hmm. She said they used a balloon. <laughs> Cole just showed, Cole just showed me pictures of llamas. That's yeah. cute. Felt llamas, yeah. She used a balloon as the base mm -hmm. to bring the, the felt Shape. around it. right. And it was like a black base, but then she put a bunch of fall colors on it. Mm -hmm. So it was really pretty. It was. I went upstairs to the craft room where you um, had put it because we didn't want it anywhere near Noel. Right. <laughs> she <laughs> would love them reasons, too, but yes. yeah. But yeah, it was beautiful. All the colors. Yeah. Very impressive. It was. And then she said she used a, I think a tennis ball for the apple with the lid, with a lid top that came so anyway, it was just interesting. I don't know how to do it, but I can admire the creativity and skill that was there. So she did an excellent job. And of course, out in the stores, some of the stores still have fall things out. Target had some fall things out. So I was able to get a few things for Sydney and Cole's pets. So for mm. Cole, I got her a Halloween double-decker clock tower Scratching Halloween post. thing. Scratching yeah. post. Yeah. For his cat on it. Yeah, scratching, she, yeah, little she absolutely loves those, mm. um, so she'll be excited. Yep. Yeah. Although, although when I get back, she'll probably just come over and scream at me for food. Wow. Okay, <laughs> we can accept that. Yeah. And then for Sydney's do puppy dog Noelle, I got her some little fluffy candy corn toys. Yes. Which so they is... have squeaky, with they're filled with fluff, crazy crinkle, and squeakers. Oh, just like Noelle. Flops, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy crinkles, yeah. yeah. And they're a Bark brand, which is a really fantastic brand. It's becoming more and more popular within the dog community. They came on a cardboard, a single cardboard that had the advertisement on it, and it says, Munster Mash, Children of the Candy Corn. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing with my lab late one night when my ears beheld a squeaky bite. <laughs> Not all children of the candy corn are bad seeds. It depends on how their mom and popcorn raised them. <laughs> so, so cute. And the yeah. and the cardboard part is nice. Like it it's is. it's like it's shaped and it's mm -hmm. really like it's it's an, it's really nice. Yeah. Like they put a lot of money into the packaging there. They yeah. did. And this, and the toys are great. They are. The toys are great. Dogs she, love them. Mm -hmm. She's been enjoying them. She has. And even though some stores still have a lot of Halloween stuff, some stores are switching fast to Christmas. Michael's, for instance, has their fall stuff up front 50% off. They're like, out you go, fall yeah. stuff. Cracker Barrel has one tiny section of Halloween stuff in the clearance in the back now. That's crazy. The rest is Christmas. So they have moved on. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous, yeah. 
It's nuts. It's so, so fast. I'm sure we'll get into that more when we're talking about going into holiday stores. Big thing for me in life right now is still just the move. Over this last, let me think, I think that was Friday into Saturday, uh, along with uh, Kelia's parents, uh, my girlfriend's parents, we helped move all of her stuff out of her apartment, it's about an hour away, over into my house. Uh, so that took pretty much all day Friday and a chunk of Saturday too. But my house is now completely full of boxes and furniture. She has more stuff than me and my roommate combined. So so it feels like you're moving. It right. looks like you're yeah, moving. Yeah, yeah, it looks like we're moving. It feels like we're moving. There's not much space to do anything. We have a like chase lounge in front of our microwave right now. <laughs> That's um, our tables are completely taken up by boxes. Uh, it's funny, the Chase Lounge microwave thing is funny because I can pop something into the microwave. And then sit down and Just like sit down, lounge down in front of the microwave. And then when it's done, I can just reach up with one hand and pull it. <laughs> now you know how to set it up for your new place. Exactly. Really, the Chase Lounge microwave combination is, I think, underrated. <laughs> it really um, is. But you do have to. Our microwave sits low in our house because it's built into the wall. So that obviously isn't going to work with everybody. You may have to settle for a microwave hammock combination, <laughs> but I highly recommend it. The wheels are turning here. The process is, is going. We're waiting for HOA to officially approve our house. We got approved by the company that actually owns the house. We got approved by them immediately. But of course, these houses have HOAs, and that takes time. They say it usually takes about a week, and it has not been a week yet since they submitted the package to the HOA. So that would be Wednesday. Hopefully at that point, they get back to us so we can we can really get everything into gear as far as moving. Yeah, right. that'd be really good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that uh, because everything is getting more expensive. Everything is cheaper the, the further out you book it. In terms of like moving oh, yeah. trucks and stuff like that, so everything the more the, the longer the HOA takes, the more expensive everything is getting for us. So we're not huge fans of that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Was it last week or a couple weeks ago? I talked about movies that get us in the mood for holidays. Some scary movies that maybe you guys don't relate to as much, but I did go and I was in a Halloween mood the other day, so. I watched some of the old, like, Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. I haven't seen that since I was a kid. I went back and I watched Coraline again. Mm -hmm. yeah. Both of those are the same kind of style of movie. Yeah. Coraline I, is really good. I haven't like seen that. those in a while. Yeah. I really enjoy the... Coraline's based on a novella, and I really mm -hmm. enjoy the novella, too. Yeah. But both of those were fun. They, they hold up well. Corpse Bride, I remember, like, disclaimers of, like, oh, this may, like, freak out your, your kid. And I don't think it freaked me out as a kid. And when I went back and watched it as an adult, I was like, there's nothing really scary in in this one. Um, and that's one of the Tim Burton movies, like Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Coraline, on the other hand, yeah. was freaky as a kid. I mean, less freaky as an adult because I'm not a kid. But what? Why, when did you watch these things? You mean as a kid? They're kids' movies. Yeah, they're kids' movies. They're kids' movies. 
But they're kind of they're anything Tim Burton's kind of freaky to begin right. with. Yeah. Well, so, I don't think I don't Coraline, remember watching them though. But it is funny because when I was looking it up, when I was looking up Coraline because I wanted to watch it under the genre, it said family slash horror. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I was like, you don't see a whole lot of movies with that right. that yeah. description there. But I enjoyed going and watching some more technically family friendly. Which is unusual for you. Right. I mean, you wouldn't have your, like, three- or four-year-old watch some of those things. But, you know, as you get, kids get older, you got to have to make that a... Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> you got to have to make, you know, make that assessment of when your kids are ready. I feel like the deep end has a lot of benefit. <laughs> yeah. To, uh, <laughs> to kids. I mean, I watched much scarier movies when so I was younger So when his kids keep him up until all hours, we have no pity for him. Nope. Yep. And then they're desensitized. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, Grandpa, Grandma, do you want to watch Hellraiser with me? <laughs> so the last couple weeks, I've been talking about trick-or-treating and kind of where that came from, the trick part of trick-or-treating and the treat part of trick-or-treating. In my research, my extensive research into trick-or-treating over the years, I thought it was interesting to know that lots of the world doesn't celebrate Halloween the way we do or at all. And those that have celebrated Halloween, except for a, a couple places, it came later after the kind of the American trick-or-treating was established, mm-hmm. and they picked it up. And in some places, it was because of Disney then that it spread because of the yes. Halloween parties mm-hmm. that they had within their parks. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. So there seems to be a couple countries that a lot of this came from. Ireland is a big place that a lot of this came from. Their Samhain Festival... And its traditions, which are still in place in Ireland to this day, of bonfires and feasting and and things like that. You know, their typical meal is boiled potatoes, curly kale, and raw onions, things like that. We talked about the barmbrack cake last week, which is a fruit cake, lots of different things inside. Those kind of traditions are one set of traditions that seem to spread around the world. And then there's the Day of the Dead traditions that we associate in the United States a lot with Mexico and those traditions or latin america right so the uk is kind of a mix they have some of the irish traditions there but they also have some of the more recent american traditions in addition they do some trick-or-treating but more on a small scale and they do small cakes and snacks and things like that and i will say we have a fair number of international listeners if you guys hear something that i'm saying that isn't true or that you don't do in your area or that i didn't mention that you do in your area then please let us know along the way. The UK is kind of a mix of things that, you know, even though we imported a lot of the traditions from, in the case of Halloween, from Ireland and the UK, we're exporting now the Americanized Halloween tradition of trick-or-treating. Right. They send it over to us. We let it cook for a little while and are sending it back. Yes. Completely. A little different, yeah. yeah a little different, <laughs> that's right. Perfected. <laughs> Another place that took up the kind of the Spanish, Latin American kind of traditions was the Philippines. So they picked up the kind of the soul cake idea and praying for the souls of the dead in exchange for sweets, basically. So, and they have a activity known as, I'm going to say it phonetically, Pangangaluluwa. Pangangaluluwa? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's what they're... But they are now starting to switch toward the Americanized trick-or-treating version mm. versus the Pangangalulawa tradition, which is more religious in nature. So there's kind of that divide within the country as far as which one they're going to follow. Yeah, because uh, in the 
the Philippines were initially colonized by the Spanish, but then fell under the United States right. sphere too. So right. the the influence of American culture going over, I'm sure, contributed to right kind of the Americanized version of Halloween too. And I will say the advantage of kind of doing both is that this period of time runs from October 31st through November 2nd. So you actually get an event weekend or event few days out of oh, it instead of just one day. That sounds like a good idea. We should do that. We should implement Pangangalulua into... Right. So and in, in that country, so the first day is kind of the trick-or-treating-ish, putting up soul cakes, praying for the dead. The first and second of November, they actually spend picnicking in the cemetery, mourning, celebrating deceased loved ones, and it's not unusual for a graveside karaoke to break out. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's is it? fun. Yeah. Now, in Japan, they actually did not typically celebrate Halloween at all, but it is now growing in popularity for adults and kids alike. So the kids don't do much for Halloween, but young adults do dress up in costumes, go to bars or street parties, especially in the larger cities. The Halloween party at Disney Parks is one of the big celebrations they had initially in Japan that was Halloween focused. Now that it's spread to other neighborhoods into Tokyo, and a lot of the costumes, as you could guess, are popular Japanese anime and comic series characters. Yeah, I was thinking that, that they are into cosplay, right? Mm -hmm. With the anime and everything. So that it's a natural meshing of That's interesting tradition. because in the U.S. we have a lot of uh, traditional characters or like the idea of, you know, there's a lot of Dracula's, yes. uh, Frankenstein's monsters, yes. Cleopatra, pirate ghost that right. kind of princess thing. Yeah. right so it feels it's people do dress up as characters from things yeah but i don't think it's as like that's not the the focus of it right typically. right yeah so, so a different a, culture is gone a different way yeah interesting cultural uh, divide there and hong kong kind of like in japan didn't celebrate halloweens until much more recently now celebrations have caught on around the city especially in the major nightlife districts mostly focused on the adults. Hong Kong Disneyland has a large Halloween celebration that has kind of brought in the Western view of the trick-or-treating, the pumpkins, and spooky treats and things like that. I love spooky treats. Yeah. <laughs> Australia, I thought, was interesting because I always assumed Australia probably celebrated Halloween all along, right? They have tons of, like, things that want to eat them there, right? You would think that they yeah. understand the... Celebrate the scary. The scary, right? But actually, it's only more recently that they began to celebrate Halloween. And they don't trick-or-treat. They might have get-togethers with friends and trick-or-treat amongst, like, kind of in their little social group. Oh, okay. But not on a large scale. So do they, as far as you know, do they do costumes? So, good question. They do not dress up as princesses, dragons, or superheroes. They almost exclusively wear traditional scary costumes like vampires and ghosts and maybe even put on some fake blood. Oh, oh that's interesting. interesting. I guess it's good that they don't dress up as, uh, and maybe our, any of our listeners from Australia can confirm this, but if you dress up as like a big spider or some kind of creature, you might be mistaken for a just for that regular creature. Australian <laughs> that's right. spider size is about that's right. right. That's right. There's a large snake. That's not unusual. Yep. <laughs> so... I thought this was kind of funny because in the, in the United States, if you're participating in trick-or-treating, you have your lights on on Halloween night. You have maybe some decorations. There, they put an orange balloon in their front in the front of their house if they're participating. Oh, that's 
That's good idea. That's really fun. That's That's a very clear way. It's very simple decorations. An orange balloon. Yeah. Boom. Now, if you put a red balloon in the U.S., if you put a red balloon coming out of a sewer drain. That's just mean. That's a very different (laughs) connotation connotation to it. Yes. Because there's a movie with it. Yeah, that's right. Now, in Mexico, we've talked about the Day of the Dead and all the festivities around that, influenced by American and European traditions. But they have consistently focused on the Day of the Dead and set off food and pillow and blankets for the souls to come and visit. So that's been pretty consistent. That hasn't changed mm-hmm. to a lot to include trick-or-treating. Right, and the Day of the Dead is not Halloween in Mexico. It's, right, it's the All Saints Day, which is the day after, so November 1st. Mm-hmm. Now, in Chile, they actually just support both. They get, they do the Day of the Dead, like the Philippines, do their version on the first, and they do Halloween, both. Uh, so they have beer festivals, they have block parties, they have lots of events to celebrate those events in in Chile. Now, in France, they despite its proximity to England, they never really celebrated Halloween at all. Now, that has changed, and now they are now starting to celebrate trick-or-treating, kind of the Western-style trick-or-treating more recently. But they still then take the day of November 1st to visit loved ones' graves, maybe attend special church services. It's a bank holiday for them, so they have kind of a mix there as well. And then the last one I'll talk about is in Africa, in Ethiopia. Uh, They have a similar holiday called Buhe. It's B-U-H-E with an accent accent mark above the E. That occurs in mid-August. But those children go door-to-door singing songs, asking for bread, but they don't wear costumes. So the trick-or-treating kind of concept kind of relates more to the Irish tradition rather than the typical American trick-or-treating tradition. So I thought it was interesting that the traditions of today are just starting to spread around the world. Because we think of a lot of these traditions as older and kind of set, but we have experienced through our, our discussions here on Holiday Moon. So that's not really true. Traditions continue to change and morph um, over time and the generations do things a little bit differently and that could be significantly differently over time right Right. like there's been a shift even in the the u.s towards doing more especially the young adult parties Mm -hmm. Um, there's a huge and i i guess we're seeing that in japan too that trend of and i think social media contributes to that a lot too yep kind of something that looks fun something that looks fun get together with your friends right Nostalgia is really big for the the millennial generation, so dressing up again, mm-hmm. I'm sure, contributes mm-hmm. to that kind of fix for for nostalgia as well as the social media aspect. Of yeah, it. and your yes, your childhood definitely influences what you want to do. Either I want to do that again, or I want to do something completely different. Right, like I want to build off of that in some way. Right, like if you were as a child never ever ever allowed to dress up as anything like scary. Uh, and that really right. disappointed you. Then you might want to. Then when you you're might adult. want to when you're an adult, and uh, no one in particular. But well, and you've had your time of you know dressing up like with things like Peter Pan and Thomas the Tank Engine. So you have that part of you fulfilled. So you don't need <laughs> to go there. You can move on to scary. If I remember if that must. Thomas the Tank Engine costume got worn a lot around the house. So did his dragon. Yes, his dragon costume. costume did he as wore well. it. Like, I mean, who would clothes. not want to be a dragon? Yes. Or Thomas the Tank. Engine. Or Thomas. The, yeah, I mean, he's a tank engine. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hard to to beat that. Yeah. 
We all do love to go into holiday stores, and some of them have costumes. Especially the ones that you find that like pop up seasonally in right. malls. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of those are exclusively costume stores. I haven't seen as many of the like Halloween stores that pop up lately, and I... I absolutely loved them as a kid. Yeah, they used to pop up a lot in the malls. And, of course, malls aren't doing so well these days. So yeah. that could be why. I remember, was it Fair Oaks? There was one that we would go to, and it had a really big Halloween store that would pop up. We went to one in Manassas in quite a bit. Manassas, yeah. yeah I remember that. Because yeah. I remember always wanting to go. If we were in that area, yeah. wanting to go to the Halloween store. Yep. I feel like when you walk into a holiday store, whether that is like a Disney store, a Christmas, exclusively Christmas store, Halloween store, Hallmark, whatever it may be, I feel like we all gravitate towards like one section, one side, one area. So first of all, let's think of what are a few like holiday kind of stores that we like to go to or have gone to oh, in sure. the past. So there's quite a few that we, of course, we love the holidays, so we tend to go there. We I, are the holiday <laughs> We are the holiday movies. I love the Hallmark stores. Yes. But we also go to Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby is one of my favorites. Michael's, Kohl's, Home Goods. We go to some. Because mm-hmm. Kohl's has a section that they do seasonal a big section, yeah. Yeah, you're right. When Sears was bigger, they used yes. to have a really big yes. holiday section, too. That's true. Then there's all the, like, holiday exclusive stores, mm-hmm. um, like the ones we love to go to at Disney. Right. Yes. And then, you know, like the Haunted Mansion store, which is basically a spooky... Right, it's basically a Halloween store. Basically a Halloween store. Yep. In some places, they actually have, like, Christmas stores open year-long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they'll have seasonal things, too, yeah. in addition to Christmas. But they'll have, like, well, fall things. And then there's, like, the craft shows, too. You guys love right. going to craft oh, yes. shows. That's true. A lot of times you'll go... Sometimes you go to, like, a small town, and they have, like, kind of a mom-and-pop Christmas store. Yep. You don't see very mom-and-pop, like, traditional, sweet little Halloween stores. You don't, no, really. No, no. I would say in touristy towns we've been to, even in Edinburgh, Scotland... There was a Christmas year-round Christmas store in the tourist section. So when yeah. we were in Bar Harbor recently, they had a Christmas store. Yeah. You know, they're not usually huge, but they're yeah. there, and they you know, have like things that are related to the place you're at for Christmas. It's smart. They want to sell tourists their Christmas tree ornaments. Right. You know, and that's just good sales because somebody comes over to their house. Oh, where did you get this? Oh, that's where I get this thing. from so, wherever. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the we I mentioned it before, but the Halloween exclusive stores that used to pop up in malls. Every once in a while, I still will see them. There's still uh, there's a mall not too far from us, which is still like hanging on by a thread yep. to existing. That one this past season had its Halloween stuff pop up again. Nice. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I always like going in and looking at like Halloween costumes, even though I know I'm going to just order a specific one that I want online. Mm-hmm. I, th- I feel like that's probably what a lot of people do, and that's why they're going out of business. Probably. It's always fun to see trends, though. It is fun to see trends. So when you guys walk into, you know, let's uh, taking, you know, the big stores that happen to have a holiday section out, like Kohl's and Sears... When you walk into like a holiday exclusive store, or let's say, you know, event, like a craft show, what kind of things do you gravitate towards? More towards like decorations, novelties, like ornaments? 
feel like when I walk in, there's always something that I kind of like a section I want to start with. Um, it depends for me as to what I go towards. I tend to gravitate towards home decor. And it depends on my goal when I get into the store. Mm-hmm. If I have something in mind, if I'm just looking in general, if... Like, and it's not really wall hangings or ornaments. Yeah, that was what I was about to ask. What, yeah. what kind of home decor to you? Yeah, um, I think like glass or ceramic or just something that can add to the general feel um, of the what, I, what I'm looking for. For instance, like with Christmas, um, I have a flocked... <laughs> tree which will be interesting this year with noel and the theme is like white and red or no i think it was gold and red because mom you have a white and red tree that's true so i'll probably look for stuff for around the house that's white and red like i know i already have yes sorry (laughs) like i I already have things but i don't think i have enough things for that theme so i'll probably look for like a theme for decor around the house yeah that makes sense and then there's like your entry area yeah right and then your family room and then you can put stuff in the dining room yeah for me it depends on sometimes i'll go in and think okay i have these white ceramic pumpkins and i want to make yeah i know i'm looking they're at right, the right they're now. right behind us here and i want to make the buffet table mm-hmm. into a white theme yeah kind because of thing. You, as a person, you love sets of, yes. of things. You like to have a little space and make it all match. It doesn't have, the whole house doesn't have to match. Right. But you like these little areas that all have a theme. And you tend to lean more towards, like, the classy kind of, like, pumpkins, ceramics, that kind of thing. Right. Right, rather than fun. Right. If, uh, if by fun you mean crazy, outlandish, then Silly. right. Yeah. Sometimes I'll go in and I'll see something and like it enough to buy usually three of them (laughs) because you have to have three of different sizes Mm -hmm. and then make something from there. Like make something go from there. There's is there four pumpkins over there? There's four pumpkins. You broke That's unusual. Usually it's a three. Four's fine. Two's not. It's funny because for a while, some years ago, two was the requirement. Yeah. So it seems as we're getting older that the numbers are going up. Right. It seems like <laughs> three is maybe a little shaky. I see four pumpkins behind us there. Yeah, I think three is a good number to start with. Minimum of three. Yeah. And then see what happens from there. But I do like the, I do like kind of classic decor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I can tell because Dad's Halloween Mickey stuff is all in two places two places yeah mostly what i see is the office where's the other place in the curio um shelves yeah the the oh yep yep our yeah. little display shelves yes. over there so those yeah. they're they're cornered off to those two places yes yes and yeah it's it's a built-in set of shelves in our hallway that was that was built in with the house and how many shelves are there four shelves yeah, and they're they're filled. <laughs> he knows well because he has to prioritize. He has to prioritize space yeah. to right. get as much as he's allowed to get into those. That's areas. right. So it is very haunted mansiony right now. Oh, is it? I haven't actually uh, like yeah. looked over it. I'll have to do that after the yeah. podcast here. Yeah, we have most of the haunted mansion figures. I really like the figures of things that I enjoy. So we have a lot of hitchhiking ghosts and yeah. you know different. Figure scenes from yeah. Haunted Mansion, the classic Haunted Mansion that I, I really like. 
I have a feeling that I know what your answer is, Dad, for if you walk into, say, a Hallmark store. Mm-hmm. Well, that's easy. Because every time you you just I go take right, a hard right, right towards the ornaments. over into the ornament yeah. section. Yes, for me, I have a fair amount of holiday decorations, <laughs> a fair one might amount. say. So I generally am not going in for a specific thing anymore. I'm just looking for things that I enjoy. Right, so whether that's a wall hanging or if I'm in Disney, like the the little figurine kind of things that I can set up. The challenge is always at this point, if I get something, something else has got to go almost. Right, we we get to the point where most of our surfaces for Halloween and for Christmas are taken. For Halloween, there's actually more room, but I have to take more of Beth's classic fun fall things down, so I get a little more pushback on doing so she's pretty good about it but you know because she knows halloween is really just four weeks and then she gets back her fall things yeah right it's kind of a an intermission for for her pretty fall now, things i'm not sure if you've considered the merit of center tables in, <laughs> in your rooms because yeah. that could that could be a lot more yeah stuff. that's why i like christmas trees because you can just set up a christmas tree pretty much anywhere yeah and put more stuff on it and she can't say anything about it because <laughs> it's a christmas tree because it's christmas tree. now we did get a halloween tree that i haven't put up yet oh that's, yeah, that's true um, so but i do still plan to put that up for ornaments yeah and you and i were at oh that's another one that we didn't talk about we were at lowe's the other day looking at halloween things lights stuff like that we were both taking a long look at the inflatables because I'm allowed to have them. Uh, <laughs> See, this is an example of how, as a kid, you were not allowed to have it. So right. now you want them. Exactly. Versus me, I've just come to accept the fact that I will not have them. But I can enjoy seeing them at your place. Exactly. Right. Um, so I was looking at all of those and some of them with ridiculous height. Oh, my goodness. I was like, Crazy. how is this going to fit in my living room? <laughs> it would be like all bent over. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm going to, of course, have all the inflatables inside and out. Yeah, because you can't put inflatables outside in, in Florida because the alligators will eat them, right? They'll bite them, yeah. Yeah, specifically. Go, go after yeah. them. There's no threat. The only threat is that they'll get potentially blown away in... High winds. <laughs> That's rain. true. You have to anchor them somehow. Or yep. bring them inside if anchor there's a hurricane. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> you guys will come and there will be like a big fun inflated Mickey and there will be a, an actual anchor, anchor. <laughs> next <laughs> to it. Mom said to anchor them. But yeah, I remember from being a little kid, you always went into Hallmark. Of course. Of course. And always going over and looking at all the fun ornaments with you. Mm-hmm. You'd like pick some up and like look at them and think to yourself <laughs> is it worth it is, is it, it worth, worth it because they're not the cheapest ornaments yeah but Let's they do last a long time and some of them are we collect that's right they're annual ornaments right meaning there's like a series of right like santa Claus's exactly or, or like birds. decades or, or birds, birds. Yeah. yeah right i like the birds and we have so many now even though we have a lot of trees i actually don't put all the hallmark ornaments up because beth and i've been collecting hallmark ornaments since before we were married so it's we a have, lot of ornaments it's a lot of ornaments but we enjoy them all so much love so them much. all so anyway. much and when the kids were little we got kid ornaments that were hallmark yes. so you know those tend to be the ones they don't put out as much right because yeah i i don't have any great desire to have peter pan or jasmine on my christmas trees <laughs> barbie every or, you know, once whatnot. in a while or there's, thomas there's the tank still... engine there's ones that you would rather not have on your tree that we still get out and put. Pooh Bear ones we still put out on the tree. I'm thinking of, if you're familiar with the Muppets, there's a beaker ornament. Oh, 
Yes. Classic. Where he's uh, singing Ode to Joy. Yes. Singing, quote-unquote. Yeah, if you press the little button that mom always rolls her eyes <laughs> at every time you put it out. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be a hidden package of ornaments for Cole as he goes That's down right. to Florida. As you help him down to yeah, Florida, yeah. they'll be in the ramp. Um, I, I know <laughs> for me, idea. when I walk into a holiday store, though, I, I'll make my way to the ornament section. But I usually start with, like, the freestanding things. I like the things you can put on surfaces, like whether that's a pumpkin or, mm-hmm. like, a tree or a Santa figurine. Mm-hmm. I just like going over and looking at them. And, of course, I never buy them from Hallmark because I like turn them over to look at the price and it's like two hundred dollars and it's six inches tall and i'm like special nope and then i very carefully put it back <laughs> but there's they're so delightful to see uh, and if it's something halloween related you know i go into like a halloween store or something like that i also like to look for things that hang because it's easy to fit a lot of those in your house hmm. if your uh, significant other and roommate don't care Right, which yeah. is which is great. It's so great awesome. For me. I'm allowed to string lights on the inside of the house and just light them up. Yeah, you're allowed to do anything. Yep. You have, you have carte blanche. But yeah, so that's what I tend to gravitate towards. Now, when I was a kid, I always, especially Halloween stuff, I always gravitated right towards the costumes, and I would pick up like a big scythe and be like, "Whoa, this is so cool!" and then. Be like, no, we have to dress this nice thing. I still have a number of your plastic weapons downstairs, Cole, from costumes. Yep. Like He-Man looking swords Swords and and, things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I always tried to skirt around kind of the rules of being bad. Because I was allowed to get, and that's the thing, was I was allowed to get scary like masks and stuff, but I wasn't allowed to wear them for Halloween. So I just own them. So I have some of those down there, like big skull faces and stuff like that. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure. I may have just been with you more when I got the scary stuff. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that doesn't sound like me. That doesn't sound like something I think something he was I with his friends. Wanted to do. Because I remember I had a really nice, like, big werewolf mask, too. You did. And yeah. hands. And I think I remember, hands, like, um, yeah. sometimes you do, like, plays or something. No, no, I did. I, I had a Movies. little... You guys... Yeah, gave me a little video camera. Yep. Mm-hmm. So some friends and I would do like cinema. <laughs> <laughs> the thea- not the theater. Cinema. 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 It's, yeah, it's right. cinema. I was gonna say the theater. Yeah. The theater. No. Yeah, but, I remember yeah, the werewolf was, one. Yeah. The werewolf costume. I remember you not liking it. But I also helped you. Yeah. With it, so yeah. So it wasn't just me. That was. I'm gonna give you a look now. Hmm. It was one. (laughs) That was a really good, really scary. I could even use that as a decoration. Do you still have that? Mm -hmm. I think it's in the Um, basement in a bag. Yeah, I might have to pick that up today on my way home. I'm sure Onyx, your cat, will love it. (laughs) As will your girlfriend. You may as well take the claws too. She will be ambivalent to it. Probably. Yeah. Onyx is un- She'll just want food. Girl, she's yeah. like, could hey, whoever you are, could you whoever you are. <laughs> feed me. Feed me slash pet me. Uh, it is funny, not relating to stores, because there's so many boxes packed in my house. Onyx has just been kind of scaling and making her way around. That's funny. The boxes, exploring. Every once in a while, I hear something like, bang to the floor uh-huh. and I run over to make sure she's okay and she's just sitting there and there's like something she's disrupted that's fallen. Yeah, yeah. But I try to make sure everything is stable and safe because I know she's going to be walking around. Right. So she's been finding, she likes to find little hidey holes to sleep in 
she's been finding plenty of those with all those boxes. Now, is, is Izzy there? No, Izzy's coming today. And speaking of stores, such as Hobby Lobby, you can bring your dog into said stores. Into Hobby Lobby? Yes, you can. Really? Yeah. yeah. If they're tiny and adorable like Noelle. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you'll have to look online whether uh, they have dog restrictions, but Noelle met them. But yeah, so I was looking at how to get the best pictures of your dog. In particular, I found an article that's about Christmas, how to get the best photo of your dog at Christmas time. I'm sure this that can, applies to any holiday that yeah, you want to get. These are, are general enough to say, because I'm in particular thinking about like fall pictures right now, because we're in the fall season, and we've already kind of done a photo shoot with Noelle and I in the front, on the Although, front porch. Although, you have to do another one now that it's Halloween up. Yes. It's completed, yeah. <laughs> yes. And like if we go to a pumpkin patch. So here are seven tips. Number one, have a play session first to tire out your dog. Good idea. Right? Yeah. Dog bursting full of energy is going to be all over the place. Your picture might end up being of your dog. Like a blurred version. A yeah. Blurred, yeah. <laughs> or Run, taking off with out. a decoration. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's just fun. Maybe mouth open if it's Noelle. She goes yeah. mouth first into everything. So if you take your dog to a place, it might be good to play or go from place to place at first to kind of tire your, your dog out. And then when your dog is more calm or more tired, then go and take pictures. Number two, have some of your dog's favorite treats on hand. So this does kind of depend on if your dog is um, treat motivated. Noelle isn't so much, especially if she is distracted or just in general, if she doesn't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, still, it, it's good to keep maybe their favorite treats on hand. So that um, you can have more control for over her. That might be cheese. Photos, yeah, that's true. Or I mean, I've even used like piece of hay because she hasn't really interacted with hay before, so she's yeah, more so interested in it. Just something and I was waving it in yeah. front of her face, and then it'll back up and wave it like up high so that she would be looking at it, and that provided an opportunity for pictures as well. So be sure to have your camera ready for those pictures as well. Take your dog for a potty break first. Smart idea. Yep, just to get that out of the way. Groom your dog. This does require a little bit of prepping and planning. But if you know that you'll be going to like a pumpkin patch or you're, you know, setting aside a time for fall pictures or holiday pictures, what have you, this will be a good time to groom your dog beforehand. That's true. That's an important step. It really is. That way your dog doesn't look like a fuzzy mess. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and if you're doing it, if you would like to take pictures of your dog with a character, have that character come to you, such as Santa, the Easter Bunny, Great Pumpkin, what have you. Whoever does end up being a part of the photo shoot, make sure that they are dog friendly. Not everybody is comfortable with dogs, or some people may be allergic, so that's something to keep in mind. And the size of your dog may matter yes, a lot with right. that too. Noelle, I feel, is probably an easier one. Yeah. More people would want to approach her. Yes. She's tiny and adorable. Yeah, she looks like a little teddy bear. And finally, train your dog to sit. Oh, okay. Yeah. If you can, sit and stay. But, I mean, for Noelle, we're still working on the stay, or in our case, the wait part. So (laughs) She's biting the table right now. Yeah, so she's quite ornery. But she's only seven months old, and this is her first holiday season. That's true. Fall. Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So I'm yep. super excited. I've already started looking at 
owner and pet pajama sets and <laughs> um, other like matching things. Hi. And my first Christmas stuff. And yeah, all that fun stuff that you can do with babies or with dogs. Puppies. Yeah, puppies, <laughs> dogs, what have you. So yeah, just have fun this holiday or season and take lots of pictures with your dog and hopefully, you know, keep some of these tips in mind as you're doing so. I remember when, before you and I had kids, we would uh, get photos with our cats. Professional yeah, photos. We would, yeah, yeah, they would come to our house. The uh-huh. photographers would come to our house and kind of set us up. And then we'd have to try to get the cats. And hold them. Uh, held. And usually uh, with my our dog in between us. Yeah. They're holding, each holding a cat with a dog in between us. And none of them really wanted to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, that was qu- quite a chore to get all that done. I'm not sure you're... Tips would have worked with the cat. Yeah, this was tips for That's dogs, a different not for conversation. cats. I think yeah. the tip with a cat is just don't do it. Yeah. It's just better <laughs> to give up on it. Do more don't, spontaneous photos. Don't torture yeah. the family with it. Yeah. yeah. Although it is quite funny and cute to see those professional photos. Yeah, it is. It is. With us, now. with the cats. Yeah. Oh, back when you were like our ages and yeah, that's before right. kids. Yes, that was very Had fun. the energy to and disposable income yeah. to want that was, professional cat photos. That too. was definitely a Beth thing, that she was the one that initiated the, the photographer coming over yeah. to do all that. And we used to take our dog, Maya, to the pet store to get pictures with the Santa, the Santa which was never a great Santa <laughs> at the pet store. But uh, but it's still fun to do. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look for that then with Noel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, they'll probably have opportunities for Santa to mingle with Noel. Although with COVID, it might be like a cardboard oh, yeah. cutout. It might be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, at true. a distance. Yeah. Santa at a distance. Yeah. It's like take your picture individually as you like. Yeah. And Michael's, they had a really cool idea at Easter time where they had this big, huge Easter bunny. It wasn't a cardboard cutout. It was like a big, huge bunny. And they had a circle that said like, Instagram spot here or something like that's that. That's hilarious. Right? Yeah. So that was so they're getting smarter about this type of stuff. How big was this bunny? It was huge. Mm-hmm. Like bigger than that. Like that. <laughs> Not a fan. The kind Although that any to steps think about. we could take towards eliminating the the living mall bunnies, I'm a fan of. There you go. Yeah. So very cool. Thank you for sharing, Sydney and everybody. Our future festivities are for the week of October 18th. October 18th is National Chocolate Cupcake Day. October 19th, Evaluate Your Life Day. October, that was, that leads into the, uh, the uh, eating season. <laughs> right after Natural, or uh, National Chocolate Cupcake, Cupcake Day. Cupcake Day. October 20th, International Sloth Day. October 21st, International Nacho Day. October, that's Nacho Day. It's nacho. I know, that's what I was thinking too. October 22nd, National Nut Day. October 23rd, National Mole Day. And October 24th is United Nations Day. As always, you can follow us on social media. We have a Twitter account, at Holiday underscore Moons. On Instagram, we're at Holiday Moons, all one word. And we have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. You can find by searching Holiday Moons in the Facebook search bar. And you can email us with your holiday traditions and questions at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. So for Beth, Randy, Cole, and Sydney, Happy Halloween!
my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly, to my surprise He did the match He did the monster match The monster match It was a graveyard smash He did the match It caught on in a flash He did the match He did the monster match From my laboratory in the castle east the master bedroom where the vampires feast The ghouls all came from their humble abode To get a jolt from my electrode They did the mash They did the monster mash The monster mash It was a graveyard smash They did the mash It caught on in a flash They did the mash They did the monster mash The zombies were having fun The party had just begun the guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. It caught on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster match. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the match. It's now the monster match. The monster match. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the match. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And do my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can then you can monster mash. Mash! Easy, God. You impetuous young boy. Mash! Monster 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 mash! Mon